0: In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiori. The time has come again, the champion must
1: Their defenders, welcome to another edition of Defender Movie. I am uh, your host uh, Sean Donnelly. Joined with, I'm one of your hosts, Sean Donnelly, I should say. That's how we started off. I'm joined by my very lovable co-host, <laughs> uh, very tired co-host today, Andy Fury.
0: Everybody, hey Give it up everybody. For Andy. Uh, I'll be all right. What? I'll be all right. Just You're going fine. on no You're sleep, fine. bro. Yeah, no you, sleep.
1: You look fantastic. Oh, you got thank a you. last dragon shirt on? Got
0: a movie themed t-shirt.
1: Yes. I uh, it's funny. I was on my way here. I was late today. I'm usually not late, but I was late all right. today because the freaking G train is a piece of shit.
0: It's the summer. It's it, everything just slows down.
1: Everything slows down and it then sucks. you And also if you don't if you if for people who live in New York, if you there's this train, the G train that only goes between Brooklyn and Queens. If you don't catch it, you're waiting 10 minutes for another one. <laughs> yeah. Like so, it throws your whole schedule back 10 minutes. It's you know? the worst. So anyway, so I missed one. I missed one. So put me back like, like a full 12 minutes or something like that. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, you know?
0: But because of your delay, <laughs> you had a very cool run in.
1: Exactly. Which is movie related. Exactly. Exactly. So I um. I literally, uh, I'm, I'm, I come up to the to the G, to the L, I'm walking down uh, Avenue B, I cut over, you know, I have my little way that I go, I'm coming down Avenue B, I'm right by by the studio where we record, and uh, near Avenue B, I'm out of a tattoo shop, I see a guy, and I can see the bald head, and I see a very, very, like, it's funny to me, when you see celebrities in person, they're so manicured, they're so, like, their skin is perfect, yeah, so, so, you know, right away, I was like, this guy's standing out, and you know, I'm like, and it looks just like who I think it looks like, so I'm getting closer, to the point where I'm not even thinking about the traffic. And, and we I, just did
0: his uh, movie matchup uh, based with his two films.
1: Exactly, exactly, and I and I I walked across the street without even looking at the cars, and I almost got hit by a car, because I was like, I know this is the guy, I'm like, this is Bruce Willis, it yeah. was frickin' Bruce Willis frickin coming out of the, ki- ta- y- the tattoo shop near the studio we re- where we record, so I... I have a thing with celebrities, like, I don't play it cool ever. Like, I'm not cool, especially ones I like. And, like, you know, Die Hard, we just did the Die Hards. Yeah. We did three versus one, and... and I, right away, was like... And I walked up, and he like he saw I was coming up on him right away, and he was like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, hey, man. And then I, he was there with some bearded dude and some girl with blonde hair, and I'm like, no pictures probably, right? And his, the bearded dude, who I wasn't even fucking talking to, right. he goes, no. And then they both kind of just kept walking, and the, the Bruce didn't say, no, sorry. He just let the guy answer for him. And I was like... Well, fuck you for that. Like, yeah. You could have been like, nah, sorry. But also, the bearded dude, go fuck yourself, dude. I was so nice. Yeah. So I was like, all right. And I just walked away. I went to the deli and got my donuts and water <laughs> and came here to the studio. But uh, he's it was right pretty downstairs, cool. He's right
0: below us he's right now. He's right below us
1: right now. I think he's still getting tattoos done. I think he's on a break from a tattoo. Oh, that could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, we won't tell you where it is because we don't want to blow this guy's spot up. But... Uh, it, it, it was pretty cool, but when, but like you like it looks just like him, and he looks fantastic. Yeah, the guy, yeah. Like yeah, the regiment this must guy be on. He guy's sixty years old. Yeah. the guy looks like he's, I don't know, forty. Like he looks amazing. Like he looks like he's like he looks. He must be on some kind of crazy workout regimen some kind of diet and good genes. I guess who knows. But he looks fantastic. McLean, he man, looks better than I do, and I'm forty one. Yeah. You know? <laughs> anyway. So that was that. That was kind of cool. And that that leads us into, uh, you know, the movie podcast. And I walked in and I was like, yeah, guys, I was late, but I just saw Bruce Willis. (laughs) And it was really cool. And to be honest, that kind of begs the question, how often do you see celebrities? I had a... NYC,
0: not LA. LA? I had a good one. (laughs) Uh, I forgot. I can't even believe I forgot to... Maybe I did tell you this, but it was like a week ago. I was leaving here, walking across down to the cellar. And I see a guy with his back to me wearing a Chateau Marmont jacket. Oh, God. And which catches my eye because, you know, it's a very famous place in L.A. Yeah. Uh, You know, obviously, died died there. And I turn around. It's a guy with a uh, baseball cap on and sunglasses and a mustache. But it's James Franco. Oh, wow. I forgot to tell you. Uh, But yeah, and he was just on the street talking, and I go, yeah, he he, he was getting away with it. Not a lot of people were noticing, but it was definitely him. I've seen him twice now, like, in the West Village area. Oh, really? One time I saw him with two beautiful women (laughs) just walking down the street. Yeah, that makes sense. But this time he was a little more incognito. And then I had a, about two months ago, I had a real, like, paparazzi moment (laughs) where I saw, like, a Cadillac Escalade. Parked on the street. I was walking from the subway over to like New York. I'm like, you know, you like walk through uh, the park right there. Yeah. There's a really nice like hotel right on that corner. And I saw the escalade and I saw the photographers all like lined up around. And it was nighttime. And as right as I was walking up, I see the bulbs go off, just lightning flashes. And it was, uh, it was, um, what do you call it? David Beckham and uh, what's his wife's
1: name? Oh. Uh, uh Spice Girl Sporty
0: Spice Sporty, yeah, whoever it was what, um,
1: Whatever her name is Yeah <coughs> Well, that's pretty
0: And that was like I've never like walked up I've never seen like The paparazzi light bulbs and stuff Go off like that before That, must that was have been just a, timing
1: That must have been a setup They must have been set up for them The paparazzi to be there And catch them Well, like, that's what they do I you know they do They set it up on appointment
0: Because they're huge I mean
1: Oh, Victoria Beckham Victoria, yes One time I think <coughs> It wasn't set up Where Kate Hudson and her kids were in this park over in the West Village, like some little park, and they were doing like I think it was around Easter time, so they were doing like this Easter activity thing. And I walked up and because the way that I look, I think these guys thought I was another paparazzi. (laughs) So there are all these like weird, like ex con looking paparazzi guys up there by the fence, by the fence of this like private park.
0: By the way, Defender, you should know Sean walks around with a cap with uh, the a cue card that says press in (laughs) his (laughs) hat.
1: I walk around with those hats (laughs) like 1940s hats and says hey what's the digs fellas (laughs) (laughs) Miss Hudson
0: how about a photo for the purpose
1: show me some of them. show me them gams for the papers (laughs) Uh, anyway so I walk up on this park and these guys are are fluttering away with pictures and I go hey I just thought I'd ask I didn't think it would be a problem and one of the paparazzi I go (laughs) I go hey who's in the park Like as a bystander I had no camera on me just as a bystander and he goes he turns around and looks at me and goes go fuck yourself (laughs) (laughs) thinking I think I was trying to encroach on his territory I'm like dude I don't have a camera do your own research (laughs) do yeah do your own research I fucking my spot my spot
0: anyway that's one of my great that's one of my favorite Simpsons jokes of all time is when uh It's in the Mr. Burns (laughs) episode when he shoots who shot Mr. Burns. I think when they're leaving, Smithers is leaving court. One guy runs up and goes,
1: (laughs) Oh, it's the best. He goes, goes, Who uh, are you? Why are you here? He goes, Do your homework, Shutton. He goes, David Shutton, Springfield Daily Shopper. Who are you? Where are you going? And he goes, Do your research, (laughs) Shutton.
0: Who are you? Where are you going? (laughs) Shutton. What a great name, too. <laughs>
1: this is the way he says it. He goes, Ken Brockman goes, do your research, Shutton. <laughs> uh,
0: Holy shit. Who are you? Such where are you going? Line.
1: Who are you? He goes, Dave, what does he say? Someone so said Shutton, but David Shutton, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it. yeah. Springfield Daily Shopper. Something Springfield like Daily Shopper. Who are you? Where are you going? <laughs> God. God is that show
0: genius for 10 years. <laughs> so funny, man. Oh, um, my God. Well, I did watch one movie this week. I got one in. <laughs> I was out at my father's house. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the, the fathers who are defenders out there. And to all the dads, really. All the dads. Um, we uh, had a, a nice time. I watched... Uh, you fam- watched it with your dad? I didn't watch it with my dad, but uh, I did watch a movie involving family. It's called Fighting With My Family. It's uh, a Stephen Merchant movie, who you might know. Oh, yeah. From, and, yeah, real, from a super funny from, guy. From extras and from... Yep. Yeah. And... Uh, it's about a it's a wrestling movie. It's a based on a true story oh. of Paige Turner, and she kind of she's a wrestler in the UK with her brother. going kind of a family of wrestlers.
1: Wait, hold on. That's her wrestling name, Paige Turner.
0: Uh, her ye- real
1: name, Paige Turner. No, her
0: real name's Paige Turner, and then she goes by Paige. She goes by a few different names.
1: But you realize, what Paige Turner. Yeah, yeah. She's a Paige Turner. It's a Paige Turner. Yeah, I know. I oh, okay. <laughs> Like, I, think it's amazing. I think that's her
0: real name. I think it's amazing that's somebody's name. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's like Paige Turner. Okay, anyway, go ahead.
0: And, uh, yeah, so this is
1: the one where they go to test them out and then she gets yeah, picked. Yeah, she's
0: part of the NXT, like, next generation wrestlers. And this you really know, happened, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her brother's, you know, it was his dream and she's the younger sister and she gets picked and he doesn't, etc. Yeah. And then it's the story of, you know, her coming up through the ranks and becoming, like, the first, like, the youngest, uh, like, Divas champion. It was good. It was, like, it was nice. It, it moved a little slow, but then it got, it, it was okay.
1: And it, I I feel like he came and went, so I figured it wasn't that great. I yeah, remember it, it was an
0: spectacular, but I enjoyed it. And Stephen Merchant directed it, or he wrote yeah, it? Yeah, he directed it.
1: Oh, and, and so, but it was like just kind of okay. It was all right. I, I enjoyed it because you know what it is though. I feel like there's so little wrestling movies these days that wrestling fans didn't jump on this at all. No, I, yeah, I don't know why. I Normally, Rock's like, in it. He's got like,
0: a nice part in it. Vince Vaughn's pretty funny in it. He's got a good. He does a Vince Vaughn kind of thing. He's one of the coaches. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, think, it, but it was it was fine.
1: Chris Rock. I mean, not Chris Rock. Uh, St. Germain. Dan St. Germain's a huge wrestling fan, and he didn't talk to me about it at all.
0: I think it's it's a little syrupy. It's a little family friendly. You know what I mean? So that's probably why.
1: Yeah, wrestling fans are kind of jaded. Right. They don't know what the fuck you know they want. I and mean, they they they're like they even though it's so funny now wrestling fans are so cynical when wrestling fans for 40 years believed wrestling was real. It's almost like it's <laughs> oh almost like you God. told a whole generation full of people there is no Santa Claus and now they're like just being miserable for the rest of their fucking lives because I would have of-
0: screaming matches with my father when I was a kid. You know, I, I I loved it when I was a kid. He go, you know, it's not real. I go, no, it's not. Your dad would tell you it's not real. <laughs> yeah, He'd go shut up, dad.
1: You know, it's still you, real to me. You know what's funny? My dad, before he died, he worked with. Uh, as a joke, he was mentioning wrestling. He goes, he goes, this guy he worked with a security job. The guy was like, at this point, the guy was like twenty four, twenty five years old, and he goes to him, he goes. Yeah, he goes, Oh, you watch wrestling? He's like, Yeah, he goes, I used to watch with my son when he was younger. He's like, Oh, cool. And he goes, You know, it's fake, right? Like saying it as a joke. And the guy goes, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not the big matches. (laughs) (laughs) But not the big matches. (laughs)
0: I mean, Um, it still takes a hell of a lot of athletic... uh, Oh, no, it's It's insane. They're still killing their bodies. It's acrobatics. It's It's really... The only fake part is just, you know, kind of... It's scripted. Yeah, you know who the winner is. That's the fakeness. It's not really... I mean, you're not... not, That's that's a lot of it. Yeah, but but, I mean, when I was a kid... There's no competition aspect. I think when I was a kid, my dad used to be like, you know, it's fake. I I literally took that to mean like, you know, yeah, I know they're not actually punching each other as hard as they can and like, you know, a lot of the moves... Are downplayed, but yeah. they, like they're still getting slammed around and jumping off. No, it's never
1: But when you, but, but when you're a kid, you're wondering who's going to win the right, the fight. Right. And to be honest, like nobody, you could say it's just like TV. It's like it,
0: you don't know. Even the people who know it's fake don't know who's going to win. I know, but it still takes it out of it for me. Now I can't get oh, back. Absolutely. It. It's, uh, how many of our friends are you know die hard. Like it's insane. They go, love
1: like almost they, uh, they love the pageantry of I it guess or something. I <laughs> they love the the heel aspect. They like almost like the delusion of it sometimes where like they're almost believing it's still real when it's not yeah and they love the like how i think they also love how much of a fucking train wreck it can be like they love how bad it is right like how like corny it is they love almost how i, I used to watch Save by the bell even after i knew how corny it was <laughs> and i wasn't little anymore it's like the same kind of thing you know But like, or like, they think think there's like a a skill to being, and there is a skill to be a wrestler. Like being able to talk shit in there is a big deal. Like being able to, what do they call that? When they bark, what do they call it when they're like Like doing promos? The promos promos is a big deal. Promos is a huge deal. And some people can do it, some people can't. And that's what they form opinions on. After it wasn't real anymore, they're like, let's do all these different categories. (laughs) Like who had the best uh, gimmick? Who had the best, uh, who has the best promos? Who has that? Like it becomes about that more than anything. Sure. Yeah. So whatever. But... Uh, but not worth it to check out the movie you're saying. Ah,
0: eh, it's a pass.
1: Yeah. I uh, Did I watch anything else? I didn't watch any other movies. I'm going to watch that. And I want to watch that Adam Sandler murder mystery movie. Oh, yeah. I, I'll i report back next week. I'm going to watch it this week. And, okay. And Maybe I'll give it now. a watch. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm ending uh, Fleabag, which I very much enjoy. It's a oh, TV show.
1: You know what I started today? Marvelous Miss Maisel.
0: Oh, it's not bad. A- I, here, I, the very first episode i thought the same thing a little corny right and then i got, yeah, I got it got better right? yeah yeah yeah
1: and i'm on the second one now and it's better but it's I, the first episode i was like a, a lot happened
0: as a comic you're gonna hate the comic stuff of it but it's still like you know you, you kind of start to fall in love with i her.
1: do have an issue with the comic stuff in it especially you know and this is a spoiler coming so turn it off if that's you old it. enough now they're in it's the old third enough season now uh and the first episode ends with her getting arrested for her for being in decent exposure. Yeah. The cops just she takes her tits out in the club yeah. and the cops just show up and then she's thrown in a car with Lenny Bruce. Guy, yeah, and so it's like easy, uh, nice boy. <laughs> But that's one of the things that I was like, come on, guys. Yeah. You know. But whatever. Um
0: you want to do the meats and potatoes? Yeah, let's do the meats and Uh, uh A weird, w- uh, we got a list this week. We're going to do Defending Tarantino's List. Defending Tarantino's defending List.
1: Defending what you can at the T- Tarantino's List.
0: Yeah, because we uh, are both huge fans, and he's got the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Which I think is coming out, coming late out next
1: month or something like that. And or? we're
0: very excited. We'll go see it as a show. Yes. So in honor of that. Uh, Sean found an article of Quentin Tarantino's 12 greatest films of all time this is his list not <laughs> which,
1: ours which I want to say if you think about it this is a very especially somebody like Tarantino putting this out like that's a bold move like that's a, yeah, like, you know, it, I guess so uh, I guess he could change it any given I mean, time I mean I love I, lo- not, I have the list in enough. my
0: head too you know if you ask yeah. me to do this and I think movie buffs love making their list. So this seems right up Tarantino's alley. Well, you know a, what I mean? Yeah,
1: he's a crazy movie buff. That's what I was gonna wanted to talk about because on the way here I was thinking, do you think um, do you think that Tarantino would if he didn't have the backstory he would have, he'd have more respect? I think he has a ton of respect in Hollywood. But do you think he has the respect as a movie fan making movies? Or do you think that he is thought of now as a complete auteur of film and he is He's in it like he's like one of the greats. The latter, yes. Yeah, you think the latter? Absolutely. You think he's one of the greats at this point? Yes. He. The, what, do you think something turned it? Because if you watch
0: Yeah, he made great movies.
1: Pulp, do you think Pulp Fiction gets thrown into that or uh-huh. no? Yeah, you do. Reservoir
0: okay. Dogs, Pulp Fiction. Okay. okay. I think it started even. Uh, True Romance is a great movie to me. Even well, he didn't. He didn't direct. I know, everybody you know, he I, writing credit.
1: Because I think him that whole video store story that backstory from him was so cool. Yeah, the whole idea it that. gave <laughs> everybody
0: that hope of I want if who wanted to make a movie it, it one kind of, day that made me like. I my mean, love of my I have friends who, because of that, worked in video stores and became cine, uh, film majors. I worked
1: in a blockbuster. Yeah. I don't
0: think I think that was definitely you know inspired by that. God, my buddy Chris used to. He we graduated college and he worked at the Blockbuster, and was managed by another kid we went to high school with, but it was, like, two years older than us. He was a senior. We were and he was and took the job really seriously. Those guys always do. And my friend Chris would just, like, you know, you're right out of college. He would show up drunk. He would would make, like, vodka cranberries in, like, a water bottle. And just, and so he's got this one. The manager comes up to him one day. He goes, hey, man, I don't know what you're on, but you better not show up to work like this ever again. Uh, (laughs) And Chris, he goes, I was just, all I was supposed to do that day was just alphabetize the movies and he just he goes the man just walked away He was just all he said was, he goes man the alphabet is hard <laughs> <laughs> all drunk
1: and that's what made him say that that's what made him go he was I'm all drunk yeah, he was yeah. All,
0: yeah had, no no that was I was in response Oh my god! Yeah, he was just drunk and couldn't figure out.
1: Well, I had the best. The actually speaking of celebrity sighting stories, my old boss Glenn—he was awesome. He was like (laughs) this. He was older than me, probably like his early thirties at the time. I was like nineteen when I worked there, kind of like your friend, right? And he one time saw Matthew Broderick. He was walking in the city with his nephew. Did I tell this story on the podcast, Brady? And in the distance, they see Matthew Broderick and he goes look to his nephew he goes look it's Matthew Broderick and the nephew goes where and he goes there and like points his finger and he <laughs> hits Matthew Broderick right in the, <laughs> the forehead <laughs> hits him right in the forehead and Matthew Broderick like, put his head down and just booked out of like, ran away <laughs> but that's what that job is it attracts weirdos because yeah. the last manager I had before I quit this guy got mad because I still had my employee status on my account after I quit uh-huh. I had friends that rented me a couple of free videos and gave me some discount on candy And they, but they, they did it on somebody else's register just by accident, so they called me back in. They'd be like, "Who did it?" And I was like, "I'm not telling you who did it. Yeah, I'm not yeah, ratting yeah. this person out." <laughs> and they go, "Well, he goes. I thought you'd be a man and, and tell me who did it." I go, "I'm not being a man all. by not telling you exactly. Who did it. How about that?" So I go, "Go fuck yourself." Keep and your he's like, shut. You never ratting your friends." Exactly. Yeah. good fellows rules. And he goes, "He like, this guy, and he was one <laughs> of those guys. He was one of those guys that." He was just a loser that took that job way too I bet if you seriously. told him that, you
0: go, hey, well, we're looking by Goodfellas rules.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're living by good, you know. I'm if you li- respect movies. I'm living by the movies that you have on <laughs> <Exactly>. your shelves, motherfucker. <laughs> but I said, um, I go, no, I'm not telling you. He goes, we already know who it is. So I go, all right,
0: so you know so, who yeah, it is. There, go there you ahead.
1: go. Yeah. And he goes, well, you, and they made me pay the discount back and pay for the movie. So I'm like, right. <laughs> I go, cool, here, See, here's six bucks.
0: Same guy, uh, one of our, caught one of our friend's father's renting porns. He said it was the classic. A blockbuster? Yeah. They, they didn't it, have it, porn. Uh, well, it might have been a video video. Videos, it was oh, like yeah. a blockbuster, then it was a video video. It went through a couple oh, different okay, shows. Okay, I okay. forget which iteration he worked at. <laughs> he went in porn. Because oh, it was the classic sunglasses on, baseball cap. Oh, my God. he just comes up. And it was like one of our close friends, too. Oh, that's brutal. Because it was one of the funniest things Did he tell the friend? Ever. I don't know if he ever told – he was like a grade lower than us, but he lived across the street of our best friend. It's so
1: funny. Oh, my God. I used to do a thing on Saturdays where I would get bored. They'd be so packed. I'd get bored and ask movie trivia, trivia questions, and we have these, these coupons that you scanned for free rentals, and people would hand them in. you put them in the drawer, but you could scan it as many times as you want, and we'd give a free rental. Like, yeah, yeah. you put a, a lock on it. Uh-huh. So I'd be like, hey, who played this in Pulp Fiction? Or whatever. Yeah, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> and they somebody yelled yell it out. i go, free rental let <laughs> <That's laughs> nice. scan
0: the thing. Oh, you're a crowd favorite. <laughs> oh, everybody loves me. All right. Well, with that, let's get to Quentin Tarantino's. These are his 12 greatest films of all time, in his opinion. I don't know how he landed on the number 12, but we'll count it down uh, from number 12 on, as now, we like to do.
1: And, and uh, in, uh, full disclosure, we haven't seen all I these. I haven't seen
0: all of these, but I've seen the majority of them. I've definitely seen his number 12. Uh, 1976's Martin Scorsese directed Taxi Driver. That's his. It's interesting. That's number twelve. That's
1: his number twelve. So he has these in order, I guess, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and how do you? Is twelve on? Is is Taxi Driver on your list of all time greatest movies?
0: No. It's not. Not in my top ten.
1: Oh, it's not. Is it in your top twenty? Would you say?
0: Uh, I would have to sit down and make the list, but it would be a close call.
1: Yeah. Now, what uh, I, what I, what love I love Taxi to do, Driver. What, what, see, it's so funny to me because some of these I'm like, well, I don't see any of these in his movie making.
0: I agree, it's a very odd list.
1: Like, Tax Driver, I don't see. Tax, I, if he said Goodfellas, I'd believe that more because of the way it's shot, the close up shots, and how much he uses that. Yeah. You know, if you, I, you know we talked about it before the close up of the gun, every part of the gun, and the, and the Karen. I love you. That part went to bed when she has the gun. You see three parts of that gun close up before you realize what's even going on.
0: Right. Well, that's
1: Scorsese. Scorsese does
0: that. And I could tell you more Scorsese shots than I could. I would say Tarantino. I could tell you is more of a writer. Like he's more recognizable by his writing. And I could, not that Scorsese. Yeah. Like Scorsese, but, like the the fast close up cut in, you know what I mean? Yes. Like that's well, pure when, when Henry hit when
1: the, the kids getting beat in the beginning and the dads, it, I'll never forget that when I first saw Goodfellas, the dad's beating the shit of him with a, a belt yeah, and, and the pause. stops and the, and just the crazy yeah. shot of the dad, and then he's he's talking over the shot of the dad. That I, I will always. I love that assimilate with, with, with Scorsese. So by then he does it other other things too. He does and it he, a few other places over time. in Goodfellas. Yeah, I think certain movies. I think he almost has two different uh, uh, two different. Um, uh, modes he goes to I think he goes to epic and then I think he goes to yeah. uh, personal and I think that uh, Goodfellas is personal God, and when I are think- we going to
0: see the Irishman man I feel
1: like i forever. I, I think it's going to come out soon. I think it's, it's probably going to be the fall or something, I bet you. I or, hope yeah. so. I really... I'm so curious. I know, it I'm is. so worried. I, I feel like it's going to be a giant flop, but I, h- I really hope it's not. I hope it's great. I, I, I think there's so much hype behind it, you almost can ask the question, can it not be a flop because of how many fucking uh, troll opinions there's going to be about, this, yeah, this? I know. well, the real story did I this. Know. And it's like, no, that's not what you do with this. You just enjoy <laughs> it for what it is. Um... Anyway, so but Taxi Driver to me, I think that you, you, I think that the the grittiness of it. I think that um, you know, that, uh, Tarantino's movies get pretty low down as yeah. far as um, but yeah, maybe really, that's it, where he gets maybe that's the
0: influence, the yeah, grittiness and you know, I mean Taxi Driver is a lot. Like, I guess Reservoir Dogs would be the closest one. I can see that. Yeah, sure. Because it's a lot of gun violence. But he it's has a lot no...
1: Or he is... I think if you... Not that I'm saying it has to be literal translations between yeah, his yeah, picks. Yeah. And, but I'm trying to think. What's the closest movie Tarantino has to... to it? I'm like, It would have to be a, one man who loses his... Just loses his mind almost. Because he's so... In the shit, so hardcore. He just completely... Right. And I think that um, uh, yeah, when you put it that way, Django might be your closest one. Yeah, uh, I think you could. I think you could almost say like <laughs> the Christoph Waltz in Django is like a very classy version of uh, of what's his name <laughs> in <Tax laughs> right. Driver, uh, where he's just like I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, even in the end, even even oh, well, you know what it is? I'll tell you what the connection is: blood. Yeah, you look at the, you look at that scene where Christopher Waltz gets shot, and that whole scene in the house in in, in Django is one of the bloodiest things you'll ever see. Yeah, uh, yeah, Tarantino's
0: and, never shied away from and blood. And
1: Taxi Driver, same thing. There, it was famous for the, the all the blood. Yeah, it was famous for that, totally. I, I told you that rumor once. I think on the podcast where apparently <laughs> Scorsese used to invite people over in the seventies. They'd watch dailies that they couldn't use uh-huh. in the movie because it was uh-huh. too violent, and it was all because so, there was so much blood. So he likes blood. That's awesome. Scorsese. Scorsese and, uh, and obviously Tarantino does. Yeah.
0: Because he uses it a ton. Shot Marvin in the face.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. I <laughs> shot Marvin in the face.
0: <laughs> Number 11 is a movie I'm not familiar with. It's Sorcerer by William Friedkin. Never saw it, but I William don't Friedkin is the exorcist. of, yes, of course. Um, and I know uh, that's his favorite horror movie of all time. Exorcist. He, yes, he thinks it's the scariest movie of all time. I watched Eli Roth's uh, The Business of Horror. He made like a miniseries this past year, and it was Tarantino had a whole episode dedicated to himself and explaining why The Exorcist is the greatest horror movie of all time, which I agree with. Now, do you wonder
1: why it's not on the list?
0: I did. Why well, I very much. Did I wonder why did he that. pick
1: Sorcerer over that? As, all I can't time. say
0: because I've never seen it. But right, yeah. Maybe yeah. Well, I'm saying I wish there I'll was like these I wish
1: there was a thing like, like a caveat with it. Like, I know this is why this is on here.
0: Number ten is another one I'm unfamiliar with. Is Rolling Thunder 1977? John Flynn. Never saw it. Never saw it. Uh, another early 1970s one. Roger Vadim's Pretty Maids All in a Row. I know who did it. Roger Vadim, Vadim directed it.
1: Yeah, I've heard of this movie. Same here. Uh, but I never saw, I think, is it a Western or is not a Western? I don't know. Oh, How long? are so we going to find out. Sorry.
0: Uh, but I would just like to know. also, we've made the case for this before. The greatest decade of movie 70s. making is 70s. And you'll find that eight out of his 12 on this list are from the 70s. I
1: think, I think he's even said that in public.
0: Right? Uh, it's hard to deny at this point. I mean. They
1: said that because, and I think this, the reasoning
0: is because the
1: studio movies back then were basically independent
0: every movies. Every single one has been so far. And while you look up Pretty Maid's in a Row, we'll, uh. Jump to number eight, which is, of course, my favorite movie of all time, 1975, Steven Spielberg and Jaws. I don't know if it's your number one. It's not my, it's number, my one. number one. my number This is your number one. This is my number, my favorite movie ever. And what I number does it. he have it? He has it at number eight, which is, <laughs> is pretty crazy. And I can see actually a little, some of Spielberg's early direct, you know, choices he made with camera cuts and stuff like that being influential to Tarantino. Really? Yeah, definitely.
1: Like, specifically, Jaws. You think, I like
0: it well. Specifically, like there's an the air of mystery with Jaws where you don't see the shark for a while. Tarantino kind of does that with you know not, not really getting the full story on things, not seeing everything. He does that in Reservoir Dogs. You definitely see that in Pulp Fiction with the whole suitcase thing. You don't really know what it is with his Soul. You never really find out. You never you're never shown it. So I could see that. And there's also a lot of quick jump cuts that Spielberg does, like when they're on the beach and every time somebody passes in front of uh, Brody. The camera jumps up a little, and then somebody passes by again, jumps up again. Stuff like that, I can yeah. see, would be influential. I think
1: when it comes down to Jaws, I think if you really, if you want to talk in generalities, uh, when it comes to Jaws, is name something that was, uh, you could never do it again, and I never did. There was nothing like it before it. It, it was the weirdest thing where like, it almost started blockbusters. We've talked about that Yeah, it was. It we, did. When we talked about it, it started blockbusters. Summer. And think about it, you can't. Recreate it. You no. can't recreate the magic of that movie because circumstances led that movie to be like one of the most naturally uh, scary things ever yeah. in film. Like you know, like as far as like the mechanical shark thing, but it worked out perfectly. Yeah. and then like the the, the casting and and the, and, the, and the look and then also the time period. So if you put everything like that into it, like like it's almost like the way that movies are now, it can never be redone. Uh-huh. Like what the, the 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 advantage of movies in the seventies, even from what I remember about like when I was little, whatever I'd watch, like the one thing that you had you had the chance to be original it feels like like you know what I'm saying yeah. like everything's done by what mid 80s anyway 1990 uh, anyway yeah, or most stories or, most, or, or at least it's tried um, they were taking risks and they were like, like, like he said like it was the perfect time for directors because you had all these offbeat avant garde directors that were like in the forefront of their time. Yeah, you know? yes
0: and no. I think with the invention of CGI you were able to see a lot more visually. Mm. But I agree with you that uh, kind of techniques and stories. What
1: do you think is better? Do you think it's better to have the hands tied when you can't see as much? Or you think when you think CGI helped things? You think it helped <sighs> and it hurt? I think it helped and it hurt.
0: I think so, because, because without... was too
1: much information. Yeah, yeah that, That's what I mean as far as the piecemeal storytelling. I know, we wouldn't have Jaws the way it was we wouldn't
0: if have Jaws the everything way it was. went smoothly.
1: And that's way more... <laughs> yeah. That's what that movie making supposed to be. Yeah. It's supposed to be cutting things together to make it to make you feel something. Totally. But if you're just like, "Hey, here's the show." Like, that's why they, you know, not that I thought the I don't think the Meg thought it was going to be the new jaws. <laughs> but you watch the Meg and a lot of people don't like it. You know, Meg's not the greatest thing in the world. I like it. Because it's just there. The whole thing's there. The big reveal is supposed to be there's two Megs. N- 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 nobody cares at that point. Yeah. Like, it's I, I, it was fun, don't get me wrong. And it's, it, and Jason Statham, I don't like anything Jason Statham. So <laughs> yeah, He's a badass. Good. But what I'm saying is Think about it like all right, the lack of information you have. You're a kid, you're you're sixteen years old, right? And it's nineteen what, what year did Jaws come out? Seventy-five. And you're you're a kid and you're and, and, and it's nineteen seventy five and the summer of Jaws is happening, and you don't even know much about this thing, you don't have the information, you don't have interviews and, yeah, and, and yeah. things online, and all you have is like there's this movie Jaws coming out, and it's supposed to be awesome, and it's based on this book. That's all we know. And you could read the book. But then you go see the movie and, it, and then it blows you away. I <laughs> know. You know, how, like that feeling can never really happen. And that's why now yeah, the agree. closest thing you have is if somebody goes, have you seen this? And then you literally turn around and go see it without getting any input you from have, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And that's the only time that I've had the feeling of like, oh my God, that was amazing. Like, yeah. And my example I've said on the show before is Hell or High Water. I had zero information yep. about Hell or High Water and I love it. I love Hell or High Water. No Country for Old Men was the same way for me too. I didn't know much about th- that movie either. So, uh, it's one of those things where you want to go into it. The littlest amount of info you can go into a movie with, the better. Oh,
0: yeah. You know? I know. Now it's oversaturated.
1: Now it's oversaturated. Number so seven. Let me yes, just tell okay. you this real quick about this pr- uh, Pretty, Mades pretty all in Maids all in a row. Uh, pretty Maids all in a row. It looks like it's a real exploitation film. Gene Roddenberry, who's the Twilight Zone guy.
0: Yeah. That's who created Twilight Zone, I think. No, Rod Serling.
1: Oh, no. Rod Serling did. What did Gene Roddenberry do? Oh, no. He did uh, Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, wrote and produced this black comedy about a guidance counselor well-versed in seduction and murder. <laughs> all right. So it seems...
0: I didn't think it was that at all.
1: Screenplay Gene Roddenberry, producer Gene Roddenberry, director Roger Vadim. I don't know. I, I kind of want to watch this. Yeah, absolutely. Cast, really quickly, let me see if there's any big, big people on the cast. Angie Dickinson's in it. Okay. Rock Hudson's in it. Oh, wow. Telly Savalas, Roddy McDowell from oh, Planet of the of Apes. of course. James Doohan from from Star Trek. You want to make I think a, he plays uh, the uh,
0: what's his name? the Irish, the Scottish guy. Can I make a really crazy connection? Yeah. Roddy McDowell was in a really early movie about sharks. I think it's just called it's called Shark Attack. Or yeah. It's like from 1959 or something like that. It's a early it's a Roddy McDowell just playing a Roddy McDowell type of kid. It's called oh, what's it called? I'll look it up. Is it bad? But I just it was just a weird connection of Roddy McDowell. We're that's all
1: I recognize, but that's enough. This is probably this is probably a really fun. Now I'm so curious why this is one of his favorite all time. This might be a thing for him where he was like, I was a kid when it came out and it was a yeah. blast to watch. It might Killer be Killer Shark
0: 1950.
1: It's called Killer Shark. That's, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. But you know what I mean. It might be one of those things where. Uh, he grew up on that movie And that's why he loves it so much
0: Yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah of course Alright, what's the next on the list? The next uh, Number seven His Girl Friday Howard Hawks, 1939 I think I watched this For like a film class in college But I don't remember anything about it
1: I, I think I watched it back in the day Because my cause my grandmother
0: I think she like yeah. this movie.
1: His girlfriend. It, it was a super famous movie from back in the day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like once again, I want an explanation about why. I, like, I think that was one maybe like one of those influencers. Yeah, you know that he has. Well, one of us. For us, our our first inclination
1: is like it's a corny older movie. You know, you don't, you don't think of it.
0: Yeah, thirty nine is pretty old. Yeah. Number six on the list: The Great Escape by John Sturges, which I haven't seen forever, but uh, I remember seeing it. it's yeah, it's a classic.
1: Uh yeah, I think that that it, I'm guessing he just chalks it up to epic action movie yeah. and
0: really hard to hard to make movie. Absolutely.
1: Um, I it, you know did it win? Did it win an Oscar?
0: I couldn't tell you off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, it's got to be just because I think he likes. I think he also because doesn't he like Cool Hand Luke as well? I think he likes. Um, I mean,
0: that's my number two for right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I think it's he also not on his list, but, or or
1: war movies. I think he's a fan of war movies. You never know. Great, oh yeah, absolutely. Greatest Game might have might have influenced uh, Inglorious Bastards. Well, war
0: movies does come in. Uh, the top five is you can definitely start to see where uh, his influences come from, but also some weird choices on here. In my opinion, number five, which I think you would agree, this
1: is the one. This is one that's probably. I, I forget if it's this, this is the one that. I'm glad it's on there, I think. Yes, what I agree.
0: It? The good, the bad, and the ugly.
1: Oh, no. no that, that's not oh, the okay. one. Okay. I, I, I like, I, I, this one makes
0: total sense to it me. It totally makes sense. Absolutely. It definitely makes sense. And uh, you can see this in the Hateful Eight more than anything. It is, I oh, mean, down absolutely. to the soundtrack. I'm pretty sure what's his name, uh, Enrique. He did it. He, he did, did, did the same soundtracks.
1: And, he, and also, that guy must be a thousand years old. <laughs> I know. Because he did all the all the spaghetti westerns back in the day. And they're yeah. like, yeah, he uh, consulted on the on the Hateful Eight soundtrack. He did how? the soundtrack. He, he did it's the whole the score. Thing? I
0: think it's the original score by Oh my,
1: Anicio Morricone, yeah, Right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever his name is. Uh-huh. But like, you see his name on something, and you're like, how are you around? I know. <clears throat> how is that happening?
0: Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of good, the bad, and the ugly in Hateful Eight.
1: Yeah, and I think the idea of the stranger probably influenced a lot of stuff for Tarantino. Yeah. yep. yep. Uh, and it's just, I think, adding a uh, coolness, a coolness factor to the,
0: the, yeah. the flick. Would, I like the Hateful Eight. You're not as big on it as I am, but I rewatched am it, not, and I, I really enjoyed it again. I, as maybe I should rewatch past. it. I saw it once. Yeah. You know they have a longer version that's online. I, that's the one I watched. I watched uh, the longer yeah. version.
1: You know they have a longer version. Remember we did the town the other day? They have a longer version on the, on the Apple thing that I bought. No, get over it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Number four, interesting choice. Richard Linklater's 1993 classic, *Dazed and Confused*. Um, if I had to guess, first of all, if you see a theme coming. Look,
1: if it's not in the 70s, this guy—it's a movie that's based in the 70s. <laughs> like he just likes yeah, the 70s. It seems like, but on top of it, uh, I think it's. It's weird what happens to Days Confused. I, I think it comes off like it's just a whatever bubblegum-like teenage. But it's more than people that. people who – I didn't live in that time period. I wasn't a, t- uh, a high school senior in that time period, or 1980. Didn't you want to
0: play, be because you, of that movie? But
1: You kind of did, yeah. Totally I wanted to be. And also, it must have nailed it. Yeah. That's why I think he – it must have
0: nailed it. I know. And I don't love Richard Linklater movies, to be honest. Uh, but I love Days of Confused, and I've argued against Days of Confused, but I do love it, which happens a lot on the podcast. It's a fun movie. It's a great movie, and I bet you're right. It nails it so much of being a senior in 19, you know, seventy whatever. That's what. Like, what else would it be? There's that like carefree. That's the feeling of summer. Like we, I, man, we watched it all the time. It yeah. was it was such a great schools over movie.
1: Dude, I was talking to my sister about that. Yesterday, yesterday, the the feeling of the last week of school. What a great that last day! Oh my god! I said it feels like. No, but, and it's true, because you don't realize the time, but even the teachers don't give a fuck. But yeah. then you can kind of tell, like, don't you feel like there's, like, loose papers in the hallway, and it's, like, <laughs> it's windier inside of the school? Like, I remember thinking, like, like,
0: does it feel cooler and nicer? And, yeah, like, by the way, I was never able to do that. I never had any sort of raucous celebrations where we were tearing notebooks Oh, no, wait, nobody did.
1: It was like, did. I, unless <laughs> the 70s when they were just doing... I'm sure. Uh, when it was just a, some complete
0: but God. free-for-all. The last day of school was the greatest. You just had three months off. It was uh, the only other feeling I can, Matt, was snow day, an unexpected day off.
1: It doesn't even compare. Yeah. Because you were like, oh my God. Like, you can't even, like, just the feeling of not having to go wake up for. I don't know. Oh my God. It was the best. I feel bad.
0: Anybody who never had the pleasure of experiencing snow days. Like, thank God for the money Do they not have them anymore? No, you live in a heart warm part of the country.
1: Oh, yeah, you're screwed. You know what
0: I mean? Like You just like, don't know that
1: feeling they of... They get earthquake days. Yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. You just never had that built-in maybe day off. It was such a great feeling. Oh, that was a great feeling. But I think the summer thing trumps it. I do think that. Oh, absolutely. Last day of school, no question. Last day of
1: school, feeling really for me, I can still uh, feel it. Like too. That's how much... I know. It's just like, <laughs> you, 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 you... Like, you're weirdly, it's like this weird feeling. Like, you're, you're like, saying goodbye to people, and you're, like, it, it, there's a finality to it, but there's also, like, a hope for how exciting the summer will be. Yeah. And like, you're, like, I can just go do whatever I want. Like, you know, it, and, like, and that's the time before, and you have zero responsibility. So oh, it's, like, God, the time before great. you have, like, the high school summer job, or whatever it is, you know, like that kind of thing. Like we, I used to work at the library in my town. So like, <laughs> the, before that age, when I was like, you know, twelve, where it was like you were just gonna go ride your bike around oh, and man. do whatever the fuck you want. It was the best I know. thing in the world.
0: Yeah, it really. So was. you're
1: right. So Dazing of Views kind of has that thing to it. And even Absolutely. when I was in like high school, even high school a great in the summertime. Catcher.
0: Oh my god, it really is. There's so many moments. It, in and high it does, and, it, and also the uh, nervousness of of the new. In like the the kids going into high school, yeah, which is like a crazy summer too. Yes, and that then, is a you know crazy you're summer. so nervous you're like oh my god high school I don't know what's gonna happen yeah it's, well yeah.
1: that's what the funny thing about high school to me is when you're in it it's your universe and you're so afraid of being embarrassed about this that or the other thing <laughs> yeah. and I actually didn't even spend I had friends from my high school and I didn't, most of my time was spent with like my buddies through skateboarding that was outside my school but then the I would say I don't know man a day after I graduated I was like why did I care about high school? I really was, like, done with it.
0: Huh. And you really you That's was, funny. Why, did you care? I still? had a little more time. I had a little time. Like, d- I would go back and watch, like, my old hockey team play. Oh, like, no,
1: I was done. I was, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I was out. I was. The like, crazy thing,
0: too, is 1993 was the year I went into high school, so it was like, I, I knew can we start watching Days of I was like, I was, I was, I was 93, 94 was my first year. So you had that feeling, like, oh, shit, is this still happening? Yeah, I was like, am I, I going to get initiated? 70s. Yeah,
1: because even even though they, they must have they must have nailed it. Like, that must be how it is. In 19- I think it's supposed to be, like, 1980 in the movie, right? Or something. No, it's, it's 70s. 70-something. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: It's, like, 77, I think.
1: I, they must have tapped into something with him, just like the other 70s movies.
0: Randy Floyd. Yeah, it's good Number stuff. three, another interesting choice, but I know he loves the Palma, uh, is Carrie. Number three on his list, Carrie. Um
1: yeah, well, where do you think that comes from? Are you, where, where does Carrie lie on your I don't I it doesn't don't even care come about close Carrie. to my radar. I, I, I like
0: Carrie and I, I, I like you know me I'm a much more of a horror guy, but it's I yeah. don't think it's that it's kind of a slow-paced movie i saw one movie. time I was a kid it
1: freaked me out
0: i i, I just it's all for the build-up i mean it's creepy and you know you feel badly for this terrible you know this you know, i mean the y'all the, they're all gonna laugh at you this becomes almost like a caricature well, it became an
1: Adam Sandler exactly thing. They're all gonna laugh at you
0: <laughs> and then you know early travolta the pig's blood has become a famous scene and uh, it's it's not a great movie this is why i'm surprised it's this high even on his list it's think to better, me, I also it's, think got the are, big, it's got that big scare at the end with the hand coming out of the ground again. And like, I think
1: the palm is overrated.
0: I agree, yeah. yeah. No, there's nothing he's, special he, for me either.
1: What, he did, uh, did he do Untouchables? Untouchables is. Uh, who did Untouchables? Uh, he did Untouchables. Somebody will yell at us for he, not knowing. Yeah, for not knowing.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, what's the next one? There's, the next one, one, is, there's is, one on here that I'm.
0: I'm this excited about I think this is Bad News Bears, yes. Michael yes. Ritchie, yes. 1976. This is, I, I gotta know. you've fought for it before. You've defended I have
1: before. fought for Bad News Bears. It's a great, 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 great movie. It's a great, it, I, like, it, I am so glad it's on this list because I think that it gets dismissed a lot of the time because it's a kids' movie, but it's yeah. really not a kids' movie. And we talked no. about that at the, on I, the episode. I think we, you won
0: me over on that episode, yeah.
1: And, it's, and once again, another movie that will never be made again. You know what it is? It's, for me, if I had to guess, it's the authenticity of that movie. Like, yeah. when you, if you're like a middle class kid and you're, now granted, I mean, this is want to talk about kids in California. These kids were all right, in Southern right. California. But that movie was like so for real for me. And those kids acted so real. Yeah. You don't see that a lot of the time. Like that's it was that, it was that seventies and eighties thing about kids in movies acting like adults that doesn't happen anymore. Yep. That's why it translates to me to Stranger Things, even though Stranger Things is cleaner and they're not using the sure. N words and they're not like <laughs> calling the kids Mexicans and all this crazy shit. But like, I that is more. It's authentic to me. It's super authentic. Yeah, because that's a snapshot. And Walter Mathau, like. In that great. movie is perfect. It, yep. He's great in it. It's great acting. He plays the loser to a, to a T. There's also that high tension scene at the end with him and her, with him and Tane O'Neill, uh-huh. where he he it's like it's, if you. If you're putting it in the realm of a kid's movie, you're not thinking of it as, as as good as it should be. So what happens is, in actuality, it's a good movie with a high dramatic scene that you're kind of dismissing because you're like, oh, this is just a, a kiddie baseball movie. Yeah. But in reality, over the years, I, I think it even did get nominated or whatever. Who knows what happened back in the day. But like, um, in reality, it's just a straight up good movie. It's yeah, a quality. Yeah, yeah. It's Michael Ritchie that did it, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. He did like Breaking Away and he did... What did he do? Uh, he did a bunch of movies in the seventies and the early eighties. Something else, Silver something. I forget, what, Silver Fox or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, but I I don't think it's his due. And the fact that he put it on here, I I, I commend immensely.
0: Well, that brings us to number one on Quentin Tarantino's Twelve grade. See, and he has Bad News Bears as number two. I know. See, I'm. Uh, it's it's. I'm so uh, intrigued by this list.
1: It's a really. It's a, it's. A, you know what it is, but you know it's a. I, now I want to see an interview with him where he explains why each one. Yeah,
0: I mean, they didn't do it in the know, article, right? No, it's just a list. Uh, it's Apocalypse Now, Francis Ford Coppola, nineteen seventy nine, yeah, which I, is very surprising if you're going to put a Coppola movie on here. Yeah, so you're not going to do one of the Godfathers, the Godfathers. but guys, I, I, it's Piz's I list. It's personal. I think,
1: I think that I think Apocalypse Now is directed better. I think it's more interesting shots. Interesting. I think, yeah. Think about all the shots, the Vietnam shots, and the even even the the, the ones when they're going they're coming so onto long the island. And
0: drawn out for me though, it's not. You know, uh, I like, love it. Close to my favorite. I'm a, movie. I'm a fan
1: of Apocalypse Now. Did we do Apocalypse Now the versus story
0: of Apocalypse Now? I love the heart of, heart of darkness story. I love the heart of darkness aspect of it, and love I do love it. the way. It, I love the horror. Just the the horror. Horror. <sighs> I love that, but there's yeah. Apocalypse Now, when I saw it when I was younger like confused scared me. Does that make sense? Like
1: you have to I didn't quite know dead. what was
0: going on. Yeah. But I knew it was about like, you know, Vietnam. But then there was parts of it that didn't seem real where I was like, uh, it really did scare you. And that really was like horrific. And it was, it, that's why I'm saying it was like a confusing scariness that it hit me in some, I, it gave me a reaction where I was like, that seems off to me. It was the same feeling I got when I watched The Shining Too Young. Right. Where I was just like, it's not, aside from the violence, the the tone of it, I, it makes you made me feel made me feel like icky. You know what I mean? But that, that's, like, I think
1: that's the point. Exa- I, think, I know. I think, that's, yeah. I think it's shaping it's shaping taste within you. It's, shape, it's shaping. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. It's eliciting a reaction. If it was a dud, you'd be like, "Oh, this is just whatever. It's not scaring me. It's not doing anything." Right? You're right. But when you see young movies like that, young, that's like that whole Paul Fiction story I had. Then I was 15 on my way, and it said sodomy in the description of the movie, and I was like, <laughs> "I think I know what that is." Right. right. So it's like it makes you uneasy. You know, it makes you scared because there are. You're right. Apocalypse Now. It's not a horror movie, but there's scary parts. It's, yeah, of Apocalypse yeah, now. yeah, totally. And there's and there's wait, also sad as fuck parts. It's it's a super heavy. It's like it's a better like I like wait. It's like how Deer Hunter, how heavy Deer Hunter is. Heavy, but I think this is a be- way better made movie. It kind of deals with the same topics. It's, you oh know, yeah, of course. Not, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, I that think was the
0: first time Apocalypse you this
1: movie. Now, I think is I love it. I think that. Um it's such a cool... I think the poster's cool. I think the directing's so amazing. I think the, the writing in it's cool. I think the scene yeah, with the Robert... The first time was, you
0: see Martin Sheen pop out of the water, oh, that's badass. Bad <laughs> you know, you had and a heart then, attack on, on set? Yeah, there's just was so much
1: stress. <laughs> yeah. He Also, he was. it wasn't him. It was Harvey Kuntel for the first... Yeah, the They filmed, they filmed like an eighth of the young movie. Young Harrison Harvey, Ford. Yeah. Uh,
0: no, he, Harvey, no know I'm saying they. Harvey Kuntel was supposed just, to be in the movie. I know, movie. I'm oh, yeah, yeah. just naming people you, you just kind of forget. Lawrence
1: Fishburne, the scene with the dog, when they think the dog's dead is sad... Uh, when when he k- kills the, yeah, dude. I don't even like it when they sacrifice the cow. I hate it. No, it's, it's it's freaky. Yeah, it's a heavy, heavy movie, man. I know. I think I saw it too young too, but why it left such a, a, a mark on me? If I would have saw it when I was twenty five, I would have a different different thing. I saw. I think I saw it when I was probably. I don't know. You have to be like thirty. If you're thirteen, you see that movie. You're fucked up. Yeah, you, know? you get fucked up from it.
0: But Are you a Glitter Sleep Clerk. What? Send here to yeah. collect the bill. Well, I do have a bill. Uh, Mr. Peterman. <laughs> I like, love how yeah, Seinfeld yeah, they bring the, make the so apocalypse great. now and up for that ending. And she goes,
1: goes, oh, no problem. I will have to see this hat, though.
0: <laughs> Kanjawa! I do You speak Burmese? That no. was gibberish.
1: No, like, that was gibberish. <laughs> um, but I think that, yeah, I think, I see why he puts this as number one. I'm actually, like, I, um, I think if I had to guess, for me, if it was, if this was my list, just the, I would uh, the epicness of it. I think, like thinking about it, there was a movie made about the making of this movie. Whenever you have a movie like that, and the and it was and it yeah. was and it was this really honest thing about how much of a disaster the, the the filmmaking of this movie was a disaster. It caused fights. It caused a uh, marriage to almost break up. It <laughs> caused all this crazy shit, and the movie still came out remarkable. You know how hard that is. Like you know, Gilly that was a fucking wreck, and and and, and how dare you, know. you put those in the same <laughs> I'm sentence? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But when it comes to this movie, like it's so raw. The you know even the direct even like the, the the documentary made about it's so raw. The movie itself is so raw, and it's just this epic. Yeah. Uh, this cool st- like and also it's a Vietnam movie without being a Vietnam movie. The background is Vietnam, but you still have Vietnam elements in yep. it. The story itself can be done at any war, or any given time. Charlie could, don't you, surf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. So I think if he had a, he put it in there, I would guess I don't know his reasoning because he always. You know He's I know. so brilliant I, I, That's why I want We should tweet Tweet at Quentin Tarantino Be like Please give reasons About why these are on your list I know
0: That'd be <laughs> and so And I don't know great. if he has
1: Twitter or not But I'm like I'm so dying for and a follow up our
0: Tag the podcast Tell him to come on And do the and explain it on here Out of the ones we
1: know What would you put as number one Of all these? Jaws. I'd prob- a, 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 what? Jaws Oh Jaws Yeah I'd probably put Actually No Apocalypse Now I'd put a number one Really? And then my number two Would be Bad News Death Over one. Jaws yeah. Oh, uh, maybe not. No, maybe my bad news would be number three for me. More. Oh. Yeah, you're right. I lo- I do love Jaws. I do. Over Taxi Jaws.
0: Driver. Bad News Bears.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I I'm not a huge Taxi Driver guy. Yeah. People. I think that can get overrated as well. I think it's not the, not the best Martin Scorsese Over thing. Over Friday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get upset. For no just reason. keep doing
1: that for everyone.
0: <laughs> <I'm> Over <rolling> Thunder.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't go much
1: higher. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that's the composer.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, really good. <laughs> oh, pretty bad, <laughs> yeah,
0: right. I'm getting fucking tired delusional.
1: Uh, you're, you're out of it. Uh, <laughs> we are at Showbrew Studios. That's showbrewstudios.com. They have a YouTube Perfect. page, they also have an iTunes page. Uh, and check them out. We're, uh, showbrewstudios.com. Alex, what do you want to. Uh, I'm
0: Alex. Jesus. My Andy. name is Andrew. I know, but I was talking about Alex <laughs> a second ago. But you got some big news. That you should plug? Yes, I will. I will. You, you do yours first, though. I will uh, be in the city all weekend. I'll be at our, our friend uh, Skankfest. The, you know, the uh, Big J and huh. Dave Smith and was we'll invited, have fun. <laughs> well, no, we I'm can't good. all make the cut. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not skanky wait, enough. What are you
1: doing the show? I'm doing two
0: spots. I'm doing one Friday and one Saturday, and then I'm gonna. The guys from Bonfire asked me to be a part of the live show, which is Saturday at 2 p.m. So that'll be this week. And if you're in Brooklyn, come by, or if you're traveling, or uh, I think it's already all sold out, so if uh, any of the people there, uh, come say hi. Brooklyn Bazaar. It's the same place they did it last year. And was it Skankfest? I I think so. That sounds right. <laughs> but you can go and you to Google
1: Skankfest. Fest, you'll
0: see. It. Absolutely. You can go to com for all my tour dates. I'm I'm in the city for most of June until July, so uh, hopefully I'll be coming to a club near you. Just soon.
1: go to go to Milo <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Maybe he'll be there.
1: Yeah. And I'm uh, <laughs> at Shawnee time on Twitter and Instagram, and yes, I at, when this uh, comes out the next day, I'll. It's already sold out, I think though. But uh, I'm excited to say that I'll be opening for Gary Goleman for his <laughs> HBO special in Brooklyn at this place called Roulette in Brooklyn. And there's still uh, I've done that. Th- I've done that
0: theater. Yeah, have you? Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Who would you do it with? I did a I did a charity show there years ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's um, right uh, right off Atlantic. Don't, don't oh, nice. Get, yeah. All
1: right. Perfect. Right uh, I'm really excited. I'm really honored to do it. Like Gary's a buddy of mine, and it's like. I'm I would say one of the most respected comics oh, yeah. out there so, I'm so I, happy for I was really thrilled that he asked me to do it so and then besides that uh, in a couple weeks I'll be at City Steam uh, and then I, you know I'll That's be fun. all over the city at the cellar and then you know wherever else um, I have a new website coming out too so, uh, so be on the lookout for that uh, and thank you so much Chobris thank you Andy
0: absolutely great thank episode you.
1: defending your Tarantino's us, list defenders give us some
0: suggestions give us suggestions tell also, a friend
1: tweet at us at defend your movie let us know why you think like if you can, can we make connections from Tarantino movies to these movies give us scenes give us uh, themes give us whatever you think about wh- where the where the connections are I know we miss
0: a lot but that's why you love and us if we think of any I'll put, <laughs> I'll put it
1: on the defend your movie account if I think of any and uh, we missed a ton and we, yeah but that's why some people like the show and that's why some people stop listening <laughs> uh, alright we'll see you next week we love you bye bye bye